Imagine a magnificent life where you can master anything you want to, where time is not a barrier. Struggles and challenges you face can be overcome. You can create ultimate control and access higher potential that brings joy and fulfillment in your life. To achieve this, we must first empty our mind to be open for new possibilities before we can launch into infinite heights. In the words of Zen master Shinryo Suzuki, in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the expert's mind, there are few. Join me, the maestro Vincent Chang, as we uncover the secrets to going from zero to infinity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zero to Infinity. Today, I have a very, very special guest, Tina Brigley, and she's going to share with us her story of how she went probably a few times from zero to infinity. And so here we are. Welcome, Tina. So happy to have you. Thank you, Vincent. I appreciate it. I'm really excited, too, to share and um, get connected with you and your audience. Absolutely. So, Let's let's start from the beginning. You know, you're you're here now, but you probably started somewhere and it led you to other places through challenges, through inspirations. You know, maybe take us back to to that moment where like what, what am I doing? Like is this where I want to be and you know, just like in my story, I've countered many of those times in my life. Um yeah, where 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 do we start? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to take you to my backyard of um, my beautiful custom-built home by my beautiful pool, watching my beautiful children playing and looking at all my blessings and feeling empty and hollow on the inside. So unsatisfied, wondering, like, I have everything that I want, but why am I so unhappy? And um, I thought, and this was 2015, I thought it was my relationship with my husband. And so I asked him for a divorce and I left and it happened so quickly. And fast forward two months later, here I am in my new home with my new pool, looking at all my beautiful blessings. Like, what the heck? I'm still not happy. I thought leaving him would make me happy. And I realized that no, it was an inner game. And I realized that I was the source. I was the one that was creating my unhappiness. And for me, it came with a lot of sadness. And I remember turning to alcohol, really, like every day, that was my kind of go-to to to feel happy, to feel alive, to feel something. And I remember I was doing a quiz um, online and the quiz was, am I an alcoholic? Because I thought I have, I have a drinking problem. Like what is wrong with me? And then it said, if you're not already in treatment, you might want to consider getting treatment. And then in that exact same moment, there was a pop-up to become a health coach. And I thought, what the heck is a health coach? I need one of those in my life. I need to be healthier. I need something. And I clicked the link and there was a 45 minute webinar. And in this webinar, I saw something in myself that I didn't see before. I saw that I just needed to give myself a green light in my head to make changes. And I signed up for that program. And before I actually signed up, I called all my friends and I said, listen, I saw this webinar to become a health coach. 
I think I'm going to take this program. And they laughed and they said, Tina, (laughs) your life is in shambles and you're going to become a coach. But I did sign up for that program and it was the door that opened up like that. That was the beginning of, I'm going to say the beginning of the rest of my life. It was the beginning of me living my life being responsible. So that's the humble beginnings. <laughs> what a powerful story. And I think a lot of us, everyone can relate. You know, I, I talk about this don't want state, right? I, I, I don't want to feel empty. I don't want to feel unhappy. So I, my motivation, if I go to drinking, if I leave this, I'll take away the don't want, but we don't really get what we want. It's like, I want happiness. I want health. Like that, that, that's a whole different way of thinking. And I'm sure you're probably, you know, you, you help others and you help yourself shift that. Like, but did that, did that occur to you that I'm like, I'm doing this cycle. And then this opened a whole new path and a way to live. It, it, it It's, it's amazing. Well, first of all, in 2015, which isn't a very long time ago, I didn't even know what a coach was. I knew of Tony Robbins, but I just thought that was, I mean, he was the only one in the world. (laughs) This thing called coaching, it's not like, what the heck is it? And so when I took this personal development program, because I really do, even though I was training to become a health coach, I got to personally develop myself. Now, I was a special education teacher. I was going into work on Monday wishing it was Friday. I was wishing for the next holiday. You know, it was the same pattern in my life, right? It's like you can't hide from yourself. How you show up in one area is how you're showing up in other areas. So I felt like I was wishing my life away with my career. And um, that was also contributing to my unhappiness. It must be the job. And so, you know, after I start uh, finish this course, people started noticing changes in me, like my ways of being, I quit drinking, I was healthy, I released weight, I was just in a different mental state. And so I started taking on practice clients and I realized, oh my gosh, I love this. I love, I feel like this is the reason for my existence. And um, in the beginning, people were coming to me and I thought, what, this is a fluke. Like, wh- where are these people coming from? How are they finding me? And I remember I reached out to a coach and I said, I just finished this personal development program. I want to grow a coaching business. I'm a teacher, but like, I- I'm just curious what you have to offer. So we had this powerful conversation and she asked me this question that I will never, ever forget. She said, Tina, do you want to be a coach or do you want to be a teacher? And I said, well, of course I want to be a coach, but that's just not possible. I went to school for five years. I have a degree. I'm a single mom. I have a mortgage. I make $100,000 a year. I have the best pension in the country and benefits. Why would I ever leave teaching? I mean, that's just crazy. And six weeks later, I quit. I quit teaching and I jumped all in with coaching. And my friends and family thought I was crazy. They thought I had lost my mind. (laughs) Really? They're like, are you okay? I mean, this is, are you in a midlife crisis? (laughs) 
what is happening? <laughs> Nobody does that. You're, you know, I heard things like you're selfish. How could you not think about your children? Um, what if it doesn't work? You know, are you in the right mental space? <laughs> and um, I had to really dig deep to, to tune out the noise and just follow my heart because inside I was asking myself the question, what would it be like if I woke up when I was 80 years old and this was the way that my life was? wishing my life away, feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied. And then I started asking myself the question, you know, what would it be like if I could get in the driver's seat of my life? What would it be like if I could create the life that I want, the vision that I had with my coach to be on stages, to be making a difference in the world, to, okay, I'm going to be honest with you, Vincent, and to everybody who's listening, I was thinking, what would it be like to have Fridays off? (laughs) That was one of my primary motivators to growing a business. What would it be like to not work Fridays? And I thought, man, this is something that I want to just see. I want to, I want, I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to say what would have happened if I would have done that when I was 40. Yeah. So it was um, crazy. (laughs) That's. That's exactly what we, you know, it's, it's that zero state. You're, 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 you're I want to wish my life away and nothing is going right. And you're at a pivotal point where you made a decision that totally radically transformed your life. And it's like, I get it. Everybody's always, you know, you're crazy. You're, <laughs> what are you doing? Because they don't see what you see. And it's so, you know, it's so inspiring to see you follow this vision, even though you don't know really how you're going to get there or it just it popped up. But deep inside, you are following a voice, a calling that was so powerful that I say, I have to do this, you know, and, and you did. So congratulations. <laughs> like literally what you just said is the experience. I remember standing in my living room. And I was pacing back and forth because I was trying to make the decision. Like, is this the right thing? Am I really going to go in and quit my teaching job? I I mean, I was scared crapless. I don't know if I can swear on this, but like, I mean, I was scared shitless and I thought, oh my gosh. And and I, I remember it was almost like this experience of surrendering. And I remember putting my hands up in the air and I said, okay, God, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you got to show me a sign. Like you got to show me something. And so it was almost like I was waiting in my living room, like, hello, where is it? Where is it? You know? Um, and then I remember looking at my kitchen table and my library book. Cause you know, in 2015, like I didn't have a Kindle or anything. I went to the library and got my books. So I saw my library book and I'm like, Oh shit, that was due yesterday. I need to go return this. So I had a bookmark in there and I picked it up. And when I picked it up to take my bookmark out, just words popped off the page. And I don't remember the exact words, but I remember the feeling of, you know, the experience of you're on the right track, keep going. It was something like that. It was something that was just like, it was the sign that I needed. And I laughed out loud and I said, okay, I got that one. So I get in my car to go to the library I turn on the song or turn on the radio and there's that, you know, that song, this is my fight song, take back my life song. I don't know if you remember, I don't know, 
but that song came on. I was like, okay, I got that one too. And there was just, it was these ripple little things that were happening. And I thought, okay, this, you know, maybe I was looking for evidence. I don't know, but I took that as this is, you know, something bigger than me saying yes, yes, yes. And so even though in my heart, I was just like, oh, so held back. There was this other part of me, the essence, I believe this part deep, deep inside this little spark that was just ignited a little bit more. And I said, okay, I just need to breathe. And um, I, I went to school the next day and I said to my principal, I need to talk to you. And she came into my office and I said, I am leaving teaching. She said, what? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm growing my coaching business and I'm going to request a leave of absence for a year and um, effective at the end of June. And she said, you need to sit down. You're not okay. There is <laughs> like, are, are you losing your mind? Like you don't seem certain. I said, there's nothing about me that's certain right now, but I just know I get to, I get to do this. And she's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll put in the request for you. And I was like, okay, you know, and the one thing that I want to say is after that, when I made that decision, the beginning, I was really successful. And after about six months, something just shifted where people were coming to me before the first six months, I had all of these clients. Um, it was almost like crickets. And I remember feeling this panic of going to the bank machine to take out $200 and the the bank machine beat like I didn't have $200 in my bank account. I had $150 in my bank account. I'm a single mom. I have a mortgage. I have a car. I have expenses. I quit my job, no safety net, and I laughed. Now, some people might cry or I laughed and I said, man, is this my rock bottom? <laughs> Is this what it looks like? Is this what it feels like? And I said, wow, I guess I get to create some clients. And there was this faith in me that this is possible, but it's, it's going to take something to have faith and to keep moving forward. And I remember the next day I went out relentless and just started messaging people and like sharing value. Next thing I knew, I had three enrollment conversations booked. I had three paying clients within the next week, <laughs> but then I realized this cycle, yeah. feast or famine, high and low. It was a roller coaster, a roller coaster. <laughs> not easy. Definitely not. I can totally relate. You know, I've been there myself. You know, you have this super high and then you panic and like, I think that's why a lot of people shy away from this journey because of the intensity that we have to put ourselves through. Like, yes, you're going to get the super highs and the enormous you know, amount of gain, but you're also going to get some pretty deep lows. And I think, you know, you bring in, you know, the middle way, you know, the adjusting the process, like how... Where, how are you able to do that? Are you at that place now or are you enjoying like, hey, this is part of it. I want to be high. I want to be low. That's great. Or did you seek for help or has it evolved uh, 
as you've gone through this constantly, as I know I'm I'm going through it right now, even myself. Yeah. And this is what I realized for the longest time. I thought it was about my doing. Um, so I would go out and I would research and I would um, learn all the strategies. And I was taking in so much information and I had like books and books of the doing stuff that I needed to do. And what I didn't realize that I realize now, it was never about the doing. It was always about my being. And so when I started consciously committing to who I get to be and being really, really aware of who that person is, I get to be a loving, courageous and powerful leader. That intention guides all my actions. And so when I'm not feeling loving or courageous or powerful, I get present to wait a minute. That's not who I am. I'm, you know, this is maybe a feeling that I have. I'm feeling fear. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling um, anxious, but that's not who I am. That's not my being. Those are my feelings. And I distinguished, you know, the be- being from the feelings. I can be scared. I can be anxious. I can also, you know, sorry, I can feel scared. I can feel anxious, but I can also be courageous when I'm feeling scared. I need fear in order to be courageous. And so um, I spent five years really personally developing myself, uncovering my blind spots, going to work like really, really deep within, like turning over those stones, uncovering the things that I want to hide um, and realizing that I'm not changing those parts of me that are keeping me safe. The, you know, that, that shadow part, the insecurity, the jealousy, the resentment, all she, she's not actually going away. She's shifting and I get to shift, but I'm not changing. And I realize people don't change. And so what I was doing is I was going from program to program to program, looking for the next fix. Like, how do I fix myself? I felt broken and I realized I'm not broken. I just get to shift. And so that journey of personal development and really focusing on my being started really showing up online in my, the way that I communicate in my messaging, in um, what I was delivering, coming from a place of contribution, letting go of worrying about what people think or worrying about not being enough. I just recognized, okay, yes, she is there. Like, this whole, this woman who thinks that she's not enough, she's a part of me. Instead of resisting her, let me just embrace her. Let me notice when she shows up. Let me just lovingly put her in the back seat where she belongs and take her out of the driver's seat of my life. Um, and that is my practice. Yes, there's mechanisms, there's actions, but I really believe intention starts with your way of being. And then from that place, you can take actions and then you have the results that you want. But we, I think as humans are not really thinking about, we get to be whoever we want to be. And every day it starts with an intention to be that person. And this is what I say to my clients too. It's not the mechanisms, 0% mechanisms. It's a hundred percent intention. Every day you get to work on your being and you watch what you create when you do that. That's, you know, I think you've really hit that key by going through it yourself, that shift and, and the conditioning, you know, 
back going back to where you realized uh who's driving this life you know and and you probably know there's the little s self and then there's the big s self and <laughs> yeah like what we're so conditioned to close into and behave and operate on that tiny self which is all about doing but we have to go through those emotional lacks you know and 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 trials to say wait it's time i surrender to mm. something bigger and i think that is the most scariest thing anybody could do because it's they call it the dying to the ego right it's you're dying to that self and that's the process like who wants to die you know for, you know but sometimes we're pushed to that point like i have no i've i've done everything i'm supposed to do mm. my my intention of my life wait a second this is not getting me somewhere there must be something else yeah and i think when you make that decision to start to listen then you know wait i'm not just me the way i see me and you get to see you in a totally different way but this is all about i love it when you say that embracing because our biggest fear is the fear of being abandoned and rejected and neglected and who knows when we're at this point in our life that's what we fear most here you are rock bottom what do you expect someone's <laughs> going to judge you and someone's going no one's going to help you you know they're all dealing with problems but you have developed the way to say you know what i i need help i'm going to help myself and, and that creates an internal relationship where you're loving you're actually giving yourself love and i i and i think that is how we can continue to inspire and, and and walk because we lack that we don't know even know how much love we were missing and we're trying to search for it getting this new job getting this new relationship this a do 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 and it's, it's already there self love but you hit the nail on the head i had no idea that i lacked self love here i am growing a business really successful you know one of the things that i created in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic well at the beginning of the pandemic i was invited to join a coaching team in in europe and they were looking to scale their business get to the next level and they realized that they were really missing like the female energy three male partners mm. and um and and they saw something in me that would really bring their business to the next level so reluctantly right cuz i didn't want to give up what i had going on but i i accepted their invitation to join their team to make a bigger impact and so we trained and developed coaches to grow their businesses online and then the pandemic hit we're like oh shoot we need to pivot we need we need to create something totally different the world is is living in fear right now nobody knows what to what to do what to expect like how do we support as many people as possible to navigate through this to support them to grow to get them online so we created an amazing program um 2 years we we went from like a six figure business to a multi seven figure business we got our program accredited um through the international coaching federation we won four global business awards we you know were interviewed by Forbes USA today um we were on international podcasts and i had my own podcast i, I mean life just seemed like, like doesn't get any better than this 
And then when it was all kind of said and done and running on autopilot, my business partner sat me down and um, they said, Tina, it no longer works for us that you are co-founder of this business. We want you to take a client care role or step away from the business. And in that moment, it was probably the biggest trauma of my life because I had given my heart, my soul. I gave up family time. I gave up my life to be a bold stand for transformation in the world. And I felt like this business was the reason for my existence. I mean, my heart, my soul, everything was in it. And in that moment, I could feel like it it was almost like being in the middle of a tsunami and I was drowning. But then I stopped for a second, you know, about this whole self-love thing. I saw I mean, I didn't really fully see it at the time, but I saw it after it was, I am the source creator of my life. A life is happening as me. This is a reflection of something that I need right now in my life. And so I felt like I was faced with a decision, be in a partnership with people that don't see your value in your light and what you're offering and just keep doing what other people think you should be doing and keep your voice closed and not stand up for yourself or right here, right now, you choose to walk away. And in that moment, I didn't even have time to think about what I was going to do next or what I was going to lose in that moment. I just had, I had a choice. Keep tolerating that which wasn't serving me or take a stand for my life. And I said, um, I hear what you're requesting. And I said, um, I'm choosing to walk away. They're like, well, what? Like, I mean, I don't think they thought that I was going to do that. I mean, I, I was financially very secure in a very good place with a very good like community and, you know, being out there invisible. And I said, I love myself and I, I I mean, I didn't say this to them. I said this to me, like, love yourself right now and believe that whatever happens, you have the power to, to deal with whatever is happening next, but you cannot tolerate this anymore. I feel like it was my 80 year old version. That one that's saying, girl, I don't, it doesn't matter what you think right now. Like we are going to, you are going to be like a miracle. You are going to make miracles happen. So yeah, um, in that moment I walked away and I remember getting off the call and just crying and crying and crying and being like, so devastated. Like, how did I create this? How? And I was like, I already knew I wanted to leave. I just didn't have the courage. I didn't have the courage to say enough is enough. They gave me that opportunity and it was hard for six weeks. I went into hiding. I felt like maybe this was a sign that I shouldn't be a coach. Um, I had all of these beliefs that were like so limiting. Nobody's going to want to work with you. Uh, who do you think you are? You, you have nothing. You are nothing. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, girl. I know you're trying to keep me safe right now. <laughs> But I had to really be with myself, everything, because in that moment, like you said, it was the the fear of abandonment, the not belonging, you know, our primary human needs, love, safety and belonging. I'm not loved. They don't want me. I don't belong. Um, I'm not safe. I just got, uh, you know, another part of my story. 
my husband and I separated. We got back together for three years and then we got divorced right at the same time that that was happening. So I'm in a new house. I'm divorced. I have no job. I have no money coming in. Literally, this is just October or sorry, not October, April, 2022. This is seven months ago. This isn't years ago. You guys, this is just seven months ago. So I was hiding. I was afraid to come out. And I remember I reached out to a coach who's a very dear friend of mine. And I said, listen, I got to be straight with you. I've been crying for four weeks. I feel like I'm in a rabbit hole. I cannot pull myself out of. There are blind spots that are keeping me stuck. I'm afraid to do what I love. I'm afraid to show up. I know this isn't me, but like I, I can't shift my beliefs right now. And for me as a coach who trained and developed thousands of coaches to get over their limiting beliefs, I felt broken. I felt like I, I couldn't do it on my own. And he said one thing to me. He's like, have you forgotten who you are? I'm like, he's like, who are you as your possibility? Who do you get to be right now? Bold, courageous, relentless. And if you were being that person, what would you do? I would do a Facebook live. I would tell people that I am taking on -on one-on-one coaches. He's like, what do you want? I said, I want to work with 10 women for a year. I want to help them work on their being. I I want to help them to develop the courage to get out of their own way. I want them to make a difference in the world. I want them to reclaim their feminine power and speak up for their truth. And I want, I want, I want, he's like, okay, when do you want it? I'm like now he's like, okay, so go get it. And so I remember the next day I went online and I said, listen, I've been high. I was vulnerable. I was open. I was like, I'm not going to, you know, that facade, that mask that we put on, like, oh, everything's great. The false positivity, which is so BS. Like, no, I wasn't good for six weeks and I wasn't my best. And I wasn't, um, I was dealing with myself. And so I shared that I've really been dealing with myself and this is what happened. And this is what I'm committed to. And after that, I think I had 15 people reach out to me that wanted to work with me. And in eight weeks, I created 14 one-on-one clients. Eight of those people are working with me for the whole entire year. I launched a group coaching program. I launched a summit. I did a retreat. I participated in a leadership program. I saved somebody's life. Like, I mean, the crazy results in the last six months had nothing to do with the doing. It had to do with who I decided that I was and who I get to be. And um, there was something that shifted in me, like at a deep, profound, profound level that I can't explain it, but it was almost like a switch went off where I could see this isn't about me. This is so much bigger than me. This is about I sourced this to be a bold stand for transformation, but I knew it had to start with me. I had to be the one to show up with velocity. I had to dig myself out. Um, I had to ask for help. I had to get support. I couldn't do it on my own. Yeah, it was a it was a painful but beautiful moment too to to love myself unconditionally and have faith that it was all going to work out. Oh, I'm just so moved. Like I'm like immersed in your experience or your story. Like I'm just relating to so many aspects of it. Uh, but that, that powerful, you know, your coach that said, 
who are you? Have you forgotten? And I think that's our lesson in this life that we live. We're constantly trying to remember who we are or discover or define. And we're, we're doing all of these things to define and identify. You know, I'm a teacher. You know, I'm a mother. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm this. I'm an entrepreneur. Like, no, that's not who we are. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we constantly separate that and practice who we are? And, and this who, you, you can't even really define. It's, it's just, you know, I think that's why it's so difficult to, for, you know, working with others, like, why there's that stuckness and you and I can relate. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we can't define it. It's not tangible. It's not logical. That's on the mind level. What? It's easy. I'm a man. You're a woman. Like, it, who are you? Like, I can't answer that. Mm. And if when I'm stuck on that, and I've been and maybe a little bit now, like, there's that shift that gets to happen because you're open to this. I call it the I don't know. Mm. And when you I don't know, that's the scariest thing, but it's also the infinite place. Mm. If I don't know, if there's nothing, then there's infinite things that could go into nothing. But if I say I know, boom, I'm this. <laughs> yeah, don't sure. be not this, right? <laughs> and that's the ego fear. Like you have to be like this. No, this letting go. Like, can we can we hold it like this instead of? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, like I just created this quiz. It's called what persona is driving your life? And I've done so many personality quizzes and tests and, you know, the Enneagram and the the disc and, you know, the 16 personality traits. And I realized like really working with thousands of people, having interviewed hundreds of people and talking to people, I really know that there's there's really four main ones. I gave him a little different name to put my own spin on it, but there's like the, the, the alpha, the controller, the one that's in charge and direct and straight and cut your throat off, you know, <laughs> and then there's, there's the nerd, the one that's very analytical and organized and checklist and everything. And then there's the social butterfly, the life of the party that gets invited to all the parties and everybody just loves. And then there's the nurturer, the, the warm, the loving. Um, and so in this personality quiz, I help people to see that there are strengths and weaknesses of those personality types and that they're not fixed. We can lean into the different aspects of ourselves, but what we do is we, we don't realize that this persona, this mask is like, we identify ourselves as this is who I am. And I say, no, that's who you're being, but that being is there to keep you safe, to keep you protected. You know, like the, the, the alphas believe that they got to do everything because nobody's going to do it as well as them. Well, there's a situation in life or multiple situations where you've learned that that is the truth. And I don't use nerd in a derogatory way, okay? It's just like, I, the world needs more nerds, okay? I need to be more of a nerd. Like, um, but that they also, they've learned that like trust is an issue and that their checklists and their box are their their attempt to keep themselves safe and things being predictable uh and you know so we all have these needs these unconscious needs and when we can see that you know we have them and we can flex 
you know, like the nerd into the social butterfly and the social butterfly into the nerd and the alpha into the nurturer. And we can tap into the different layers of our personality. That's where magic happens. That's where we get to be multidimensional. We don't have to be fixed or rigid because of the stories that we've told ourselves. And that's what I realized in that moment when I had the huge breakdown. Like my thing is I was very much a nurturer. Like I cared about people thought of me. I would go over and above. I had no boundaries, a people pleaser. In that moment, I had to lean into the alpha. I had to lean into that like direct and like, what do I want? What do I want? And and for me, it's like, this is the process of evolving myself too. being able to notice when I'm being held back by those certain parts of myself from the past, the stories I've created and really flexing into something new, something that I don't identify myself to be, you know, and, and I, I say to people, like, wouldn't it be great um, if our comfort zone was living in pure joy? And this is kind of unheard of. Like we as human beings, that is a comfort zone, living in pure joy. Some people can get there, but I feel that that's the place where we get to be. And when we can see our personas as flexible and fluid and we can lean into somebody else, like there's no bigger, better joy in the world because you see 100% possible 100% of the time. And if it's to be, it's up to me. <laughs> and which person do I get to be to create what I want? That's such a powerful shift and, and, and concept. I love how you took the archetypes. Yes, you know, there's so many things out there. And to simplify it, to, to say, okay. But I think that the, the real key here is, you know, my, my epiphany, you're probably yours, is like, we're allowed to change. We can evolve. Like, why is it we have to stay the same? And, you know, I'm constantly getting that over the fear of rejection. You know, some friends I know for many years, I, I go up to them like, they don't even know me now. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, because of that change. But why, why are we not? Why is the conditioning say, don't change, be safe? Like, is this the mastery of our fear of change and and we're forced to whether we like it or not sometimes a pandemic hits you know we get laid off we like house burns down like but we were forced to change but maybe you have seen like there's other forces that are saying yes it's okay to change here we can help you we can guide you and i think that's what we need more of a lot of people want to change but they're afraid of it and they feel like it's such a concept that they can't, you know, comprehend. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's your, you know, well, experience uh, with change, right? With helping uh, others. Uh, you know, I'm going to say something radical, like super, super radical right now. We're either shifting or we're dying. We're either shifting or we're dying. Like if we are not, Think about it. How many people are stuck in the familiar? They have the same routine, the same. And then month after month, year after year, they feel like there's something dying inside of them. Like there's something missing, missing, missing. And so it's like, yeah, because we're not meant to be stagnant. We're not, we weren't put on this earth to be 
of reflection of our experiences. We're meant to learn from them, to grow from them, to develop everything as a lesson. And so when we really adopt like I call it like fourth level responsibility that the it's not just like the, you know, things are happening for us. No, it's bigger than that, that everything is happening through us as us. And we are shaping and creating our reality every single day. And what's missing, there's only one thing that's missing. It's awareness. We're not having these powerful conversations that have people say, whoa, wait a minute. Um, You know, there are, there's, there's the people like us that are up to transformation in the world that are talking. Um, But sometimes we got to switch our listening to be able to receive what people are saying, you know, like, and when I said to you, I didn't even know that a coach was like, was a thing. There was Tony Robbins, but I thought he was the only one in the world. You know, I had to open my awareness to the fact that there's things that I don't know. And I don't even know that I don't know them. They're just like, they're hiding behind my view. And when I started becoming a little more personally aware and started shifting, it was only then, like, I can't give that to people. I can't, I say, you get to experience it and how you get to let go. And we talked about this earlier about like shedding that identity. I say your personality is your personal reality. We think that this is the way life is, but it's just our own reality and we can shift it. And, you know, we can shift it through our language. We can shift it through our awareness, just small hinges swing big doors. It's just little things you do on a daily basis to just open up your mind to the the idea. Just just let it in that maybe we don't know everything. And in fact, what we know is very, very small. And when we're just open to seeing that there is a possibility that we can be whoever we say we want to be. There is a possibility that life, the way we see it right now, doesn't have to be. And that we really are, when we see that we're in the driver's seat, we get to take our power back. We get to be in the driver's seat. And when we own that power, there's no greater gift in the world. No greater gift in the world. I'm just relating back to those points where, you know, I'm I'm crying for four weeks in a cave, right? I I just want to sit there and and be nothing. And and then you made a choice to explore, to step out. And and like I think that we can inspire others that way we've had reached for help. Like, how can we be guided to explore the unknown? Like make be curious. Make it an enjoyable process versus something bad might happen. Something bad might happen. So I'm going to, you know, this is safer for me, even though, you know, I don't like it. It's like seeing, you know, your, your house, there's a piece of garbage right in the middle of the living room. And you're like, put it on the rug. I don't yeah. see it anymore. Right. Yeah. And then two weeks later, something smells in the house. <laughs> it's like at some point you're going to say, I need to do something different. And and here it's, it's, it's saying to you, it's like, do we really honor ourselves? And I think that's the awareness. Let's continue to, you know, inspire that. Like we gotta be aware. And we're not broken. 
Like, I don't care if people have had, I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm saying that we've all had stuff in the past, some sort of traumas. We've attached stories. You know, it's not necessarily what happened to us. It's the decisions we make about ourselves. And we live into those stories of who we are when those things are happening. And so it's like, okay, things, life is going to happen. Life is happening all the time. But when we really just are open to letting go, like letting go of the stories that we created and just opening up our minds to a new way of being, like it's all about the being, right? If we're just open, um, I say that we sometimes get so attached to like um, the fear, like you were talking about, or the money or the investment or whatever. I say like, find a mentor, find somebody who's been where you want to be, where you want to go and learn from them. You know, and it could be like listening to a podcast and really applying those tools and strategies to your life. It could be hiring a coach. It could be signing up for a seminar. Um, And, you know, it's just one little thing, like just step outside the box, the the norm, you know, the, the reality that you're creating and just Take a little action. Don't wait until rock bottom. Don't wait until you are feeling like so stuck and so down. You know, like if you think about it this way, if we're not broken and we don't need to be fixed, like really we're whole and complete human beings. But if we're curious about what's possible on the other side, when we let go, I say like, what do you got to lose? Like there's... And this is another thing, since I just said it, it's coming up for me. Um, What we do at an unconscious level is we start um, looking at the gains and the losses. So in life, in everything that we do, it's like, okay, do I want to take this action? Well, will it get me A, B, and C? These are the gains. These are the losses. And then we decide which list is bigger. But our brains are wired to look for what there is to lose. And then our brain's like, yeah, yeah, no, that's too, that's not safe. That's, you know, and this is what we do. It's like, just notice that that's what we're doing. And I say sometimes that we get to just choose. And there's a distinction between decisions and choice. Decisions, decidre, the Latin word, um, sees, like sees, like scissors, cuts, and then D is off. So a decision, I say, we are cutting off possibilities. That's what we're doing. We're like, I had a decision to leave teaching or not. What did I do? I'm like cutting off possibilities. I'm I'm weighing the pros and the cons. And, you know, you get stuck in your head of like, oh, if this happens and then this, and you're trying to map out your life. And sometimes what we get to do is we get to just powerfully choose You know, when I was sitting in front of my business partners and they said it no longer works and they said, you can do this or this, you know, I didn't have a lot of time to cut off possibilities. I had two things presented in front of me and I had to choose, take what was there, no attachment, no past, no future, just right here in the present. What do I choose for me right now? I don't need to have everything figured out. I don't need to have the future figured out. I don't even need to know the next how. I got to just powerfully choose. Now, I could have sat with that decision 
and got off the call and said, you know, do my checklist of, oh, but I'm going to, I might lose money and my community and all of these things. And I would look for all the losses and I might've made a decision to stay and suck it up. But in my heart, I had to just powerfully choose. There was two things in my hands at one time. And I had to take this one or this one right now. And I took self-love. I took my power. I took my self-expression because I chose it. I choose to leave because I choose to leave. And there was no even like the attachment or anything like that. It was just like in this moment, I choose because I choose. That's it. And then the holy crap moment after was like, <gasps> wait a minute, you know, but, but we don't do that as human beings because we're too attached to past experiences or future experiences, but there is no past and there is no future. There's only the present. That's all we have is right here and right now. And I, I, I would give a call to action to have people just powerfully choose and figure out after, <laughs> you know, the how. Don't worry about the how. Just worry about the who you get to be and trust. Trust yourself that you cannot guide yourself wrong. There is no failure. We can take actions that don't produce results. But that doesn't mean we as human beings fail. We just take actions that don't get the desired result. It's not a reflection of our being, our character. It's an opportunity. We get to, we get to fail forward. This is what life is about. How quickly can you fail forward and get back up? Doesn't mean anything about you. Doesn't mean you're a failure. And I think if people started seeing that more, that they would be willing to just open themselves up and have more courage to just live a life that they get to create, trusting themselves. And that's really the world that I want to live into, where people have the courage to just choose their life. Thank you so much for that. That's the power to choose. And what we're you're talking about, and, you know, for my experience too, like we're, we're choosing, we're, we're going to take an action, even though we don't know present or future or whatever, or past, but we're, we're going against the conditioning of decades of what's counterintuitive to this joy of being. It's, and, and I feel like once we realize that, okay, this is education, this is learning in the way that we want to have and teach our children and, and, and others. And, and I think that's like, if, if there was something like some lasting you know, moment, a golden nugget you could leave, what could help someone come to that place of power and choosing that you have seen or you could offer? Yeah. So I would say like, Notice the one thing that you want more than anything in your life. That one thing might be the thing that, you know, maybe it's more intimacy in your relationships or that weight release or that business that you've been dreaming of. And I would say like, turn that, that wish that you have into a burning desire in that burning desire, let it become your reality. And when you take on that one thing, the one thing you've been resisting, been putting off, putting on the back burner, when you take that on, everything else in your life is going to fall into place. I promise you that. Um, and so I say, like, be willing to follow your desires. 
even if you think it might ruffle somebody's feathers, even if you believe that people might not agree with you, do the one thing that people say can't be done that you know in your heart you want to do. Follow, follow it. And um, when I say turn that wish into a burning desire, wishing is like a pipe dream. Like it's just not possible. But when you shift the energetics to like it is a desire and you're willing to commit to creating it, the only thing that's missing is the intention. The intention starts with the being. So when you set the intention and, you know, 100% possible, 100% of the time, but you got to be willing to go for it. And that would be the thing that it would leave people with. Turn those wishes into desires and then commit to just making it happen. And if you need help, find your person. Don't do it alone. Find your buddy, your accountability, find your coach, find your mentor, find a program, find a tribe. Do not do it alone. Get support so that you can actually have the accountability to make it happen in your life. Thank you so much for that. And that's truly saying yes to you within. Ah, so I really want to thank you, Tina. You've you've just inspired me, you know, and brought me back to this whole life journey of ups and downs. And really, and thank you for your vulnerability and openness and authenticity that lots of people, I know all of you listening right now are, are just, wow. And it's, it's sparking, you know, like that spark, that desire, that want into a burning desire that you take action and know that there are, the entire world is there to support you if you so do so to choose and, and, and ask. So again, thank you for your wonderful words of wisdom and sharing your experience. I'm so honored to have you. And till next time. Thank you. Zero to infinity. Thank you. You've begun this incredible journey to infinite mastery. To reach infinity, you must first get to zero. Be open to learn so that you can become a master in whatever you desire. Infinity is possible when you master and leverage time to your advantage. Subscribe to the Zero to Infinity podcast with maestro Vincent Chang to gain ultimate control and realize higher potential. Visit my website at vincentchang.ca and healthesource.com to learn more about creating success and balance in your life so you can master anything. <laughs>